1: all right everybody welcome back to another episode of slaying the sale i am your host kyle slaymaker the guest today is one hell of a powerhouse father husband entrepreneur fitness coach personal trainer the guy has done it all but most importantly he is a top tier professional wrestler we are talking all the way up to aew on their pay-per-view this guy can hang i have watched quite a few of his matches being a wrestling fan he's also wrestling for CYN, Control Your Narrative, which is run by EC3 and Adam Scher or Braun Strowman. So hopefully, Mr. Smiley, I can kick it over to you, Mr. Dante Smiley, for your own introduction. Go for it, brother. What do you got?
0: Yes. No, no doubt, man. Uh, yeah. So as you said, man, you know, publish author, fitness coach, dad, husband, Uh, but I've probably been in the wrestling business longer than, uh, you know, anything else at this point. Um, And and that's my main thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm blessed enough to have had, you know, a lot of opportunities uh, that I've definitely grabbed and ran with being people that I've been blessed to be in the ring with early in my career to now later in my career or promotions that I got to work early in my career to, you know, now who I'm now with. Uh, with CYN and just being in alignment with somebody like, you know, Adam Scher, uh, AKA Braun Strowman, as most people will probably know, I'm former WWE universal champion, uh, brother EC3, you know what I mean? Who's the one that re- recruited me and actually like brought me into the narrative uh, after uh, he checked the email that I had sent him, uh, <clears throat> you know? And um, so, yeah, man, I mean, it's all systems go, you know, you work your whole career as a wrestler, trying to get to the point where you're going on tours and, you know, you're in alignment uh, and doing business with some of those top tier people that you probably watch one day, you know what I mean? And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do that now, man. And I'm excited. We got the Arise tour coming up, starting in October with CYN, which I'll be on that whole thing with about six or seven others. Then everybody else throughout the Wasser is going to kind of be regionally with us or whatever from our roster, so it's going to be really cool, but there's going to be about six or seven of us that you see that'll be on the whole thing, you know what I mean, city to city, 20 plus days all across the United States. Uh, and hopefully we'll be getting overseas here soon. I know EC3 was talking about it in one of the last meetings that we had and whatnot. So there's a lot of good, he said, he said I accidentally said that we were going to be coming back to... He was overseas. I can't remember exactly where. But he told the crowd that he accidentally told him that we'll be going back over there at Cyn. So now we got to make it happy. You know what I mean? So it's just only a matter of time at this point, man. But yeah, man, you know, like you say, is a niche, bro. You know, there's not a lot of people uh, that you find that are, you know, our age that if they just hadn't stayed watching it their whole life, that are with it. Most people have watched wrestling at some point in their life. You know what I mean? Uh, Especially back in the nineties and early two thousands, like during the attitude era, ruthless aggression era, Monday night wars and all that fun stuff. But uh, a lot of people outgrew it over time, which, you know, I get, but uh, like, like a lot of folks, man, if you can get these people back out to like one show, you know what I mean? They fall in love (laughs) in the blink of an eye again, just like we did, as we were children, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the beautiful thing about it, because that's our job is, is to make people fall back in love, fall in love with it, pay attention with it, suspending reality, reality uh, based off of what they're watching, uh, who's performing in the ring. So a lot of good stuff happening, man. I'm, I'm definitely grateful for the opportunities, but they're definitely very earned and, and genuinely hard work for opportunities uh, that have got me here. Oh, Absolutely. So
1: for the for the listeners out there, uh, I'm going to be very clear, like this is not going to be my normal business episode because yeah. we're just going to we're just going to go like we're two grown men. One is in the business. The other just watches it much to the chagrin of his wife and everybody else around him. um But I did want to pick up on one thing that you said, and that is how you got on the radar vc 3 for CYN yeah. You straight up just fucking emailed
0: him. Yeah, man. So I have a buddy named Jake Logan that is part of the company. He's been with him for the last, like, two, two and a half years since the initiation of of CYN. And uh, I was talking to Jake one day, and I was like, hey, man, I'm thinking about, you know, emailing him. I see that y'all are very, you know, just how stuff operates is different from any indies because we're not an independent, but it's also different from WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, and how those are ran. And he was just like, man, he was like, I totally think, that, where you know what you've been through and what you've done and where you try to go, you would be a great fit for this company. I was like, cool, you know. So, I went and found uh EC3's email on his on his uh, I think it's on his Instagram or Twitter. Uh, and I emailed him, man, and he didn't actually see the first one, so like, I emailed him he had told Jake that he got the email and he was asking questions about me, like who am I kind of, what's my background, you know, like all all the humanly stuff. He could care less about the wrestling. he wanted to know who I was as a man from what Jake Logan knew, who I've known Jake my whole career. And, uh, and that's the last that I kind of heard of it, but as business people, right. We know when we send one email, we don't hear anything. What do we do? We follow up down the line. We know they could get missed. So a year and a half or not a year and a half, a week and a half, sorry. Uh, or two weeks later, send them a follow-up email. Hey, man, know you're busy. See see y'all got a lot of stuff going. See y'all are going to be in Dallas. I just kind of wanted to re- try to retouch bases with you, yada, yada, yada. Sent them a video. Sent them a quick, quick picture. And three minutes after I sent the email, you know what I mean, I get an email back that says, well, you fucking look great. And then he said, call me. Uh, and, gave, you know, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's literally verbatim what he said. And uh, and then he told me to call him, you know what I mean? So I, you know, or text him. And so I sent him a quick one or whatever. He called me right afterwards and we just kind of filled each other out, man. And uh, him and another big partner of theirs, JC, uh, were in the car together at the time of the email. And they were like, we were sold after we watched a minute and a half of that video. And the video was three minutes long that I sent him. he was like, we watched half of it, cut it off. I told you to call me, let's work this out. And uh, you know, so that was step one, right? Step two is now that the offer is made and he's like, all right, we're going to give you this opportunity when we come to Dallas, let's, you know, let's see how you do, show improve type deal. Uh, and I did that and more, you know what I mean? Because in the email, I literally told him that I was the best wrestler in the United States that he hadn't heard of. And, uh, and I take that to heart. And he did too, you know what I mean? And I showed improve. And now the rest is history. Now we're all systems go, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm undefeated right now with CYN 6-0, 7-0 right now. And all of my matches, man, j- just collecting scalps right now, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. So, so for anybody out there that couldn't follow it, right, the business lesson here is just try. Take your shot. Go. Dante straight up emailed EC3, who has been WWE, TNA, many, I mean, ROH, I saw him at HOH. Uh, yep. before Tommy Dreamer's promotion went under. Yeah. Um, but so you also said something that I really liked here, and that was, you know, some people watched Almost everybody's seen a wrestling match at some point. Right. Almost everybody, if not everybody. Um, and you know, people like you and I, we grew up during the Monday Night Wars, we grew up mm. with, you know, the crow version of Sting and just yeah. <laughs> oh my oh my god. Oh my god. i wish um, you. So it's it's funny because I kept thinking to myself, if I could just get my wife to a show, if I could just get her to a show. Right. So leading up to me getting her to a show, um, it was about a month before I actually met Adam Cole because he was best friends with um, a buddy of mine who's still good friends with me. And he was like, I, on his Facebook profile, I had a picture of him and Adam Cole. And I was like, I texted him. I was like, is that Adam Cole? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're a wrestling fan. I was like, all my life. He's like, he's my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, shut up. And he's like, no, no. It's like a week later. He's like, Hey, come to a, come to a house. We're having a house party. It's a, it's a nineties party. So you got to dress like, like you were, like you were born in the nineties. I was like, fuck I'm old, man. Like I, I wasn't born in the nineties. I lived through those Fuckers. right so i threw i threw on like a purple macho man shirt i told my wife i was like clear the schedule we're going to adam cole's house this is going to be amazing she's like who the hell's adam cole i was like god i should divorce you there right. so <laughs> this is this is pre-wwe for him right and was, was he I, a ring like, of
0: honor in new japan at this time
1: yeah he was he was just winding down his roh career okay so i we, we pull up to the house and it's it's him and like I think he shared it with like his brother, his cousin and, and my friend Jack. Um, and I'm like, I'm like getting out of the car before it stops. Like I, I'm like, so like I'm a grown man excited to go right. see another grown man in his basement. Like, what does that tell you? So I get in and I come walking down the stairs and his energy level is just like it is in the ring. If you ever met him. Yeah. And he sees my shirt and it's my macho man shirt. And he just comes up and he goes, "You want to go upstairs and talk wrestling. And I'm like, yes i do i absolutely want to talk wrestling right so i didn't know it but my wife had already bought tickets to an roh show that night and he was he offered her tickets and she's like actually i just got them for him he doesn't know yet and he's like oh you're gonna love it so then the next day um because there were a few like old like czw people there too right yeah yeah But i was just like mind blown um, So the next day, Elizabeth's like, "I got you tickets. I'm gonna go see a wrestling show with you." And I was like, "Oh, thank God! I can't wait." And and she, I said, "Which one?" And she goes, "Uh, it's at the 2300 Arena." And I'm I'm like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "I'm about to take my beautiful, sophisticated, highly educated wife to the ECW Arena, like for an ROH show." And she showed me, and it was like one of their pay per views. It was like War of the Worlds, I, I think maybe, yeah. and all I could think of is like of all the venues in the United States, my wife gets tickets to probably the roughest venue when it comes to wrestling that's ever been. And we walk in and she was just within the five minutes, she's like, I'm never coming here again. It was that hardcore (laughs) Philly crowd. Like, Oh yeah. I I loved it. I lived for it, but she's not a fan, not a fan. (laughs) I, uh, I mean, that's so cool because like ROH was big here and now we know they they've got bought out by AW right and so in Philly you always had all the old school ECW guys right Tommy Dreamer would always be rocking the ECW arena with House of right. Hardcore with icons of wrestling Um and it was cool because the first time I we went to a House of Hardcore show Tommy Dreamer would walk around say hi to all the fans during the pre-show sign autographs yep. for free and he'd get some of the hugest names in there, but it's just, you don't see fans like that anymore. At least, at least not in the, in the bigger shows. So is there a, a right. city that you wrestled in that have the, I don't want to say the best fans to make sure, you know, put you on the spot, but fans right. that are incredibly memorable.
0: Ooh, man. That bro. So like, I'm gonna base, I've, I've been in some cool places, but I'm going to base it off CYN cause it's fresher. Um, The Cleveland crowd, when I wrestled, I would wrestle Weston Blake uh, and Cleveland. We put on a banger of a match and it'll soon be on the Pro Wrestling TV app. So stay alert on that. But uh, we put on a banger. Great plug. (laughs) Throw throw that in there real quick. But yeah, bro, we put on a banger of the crowd and a dude actually wrote an article on the match. And uh, he he was like, and this is a crowd of, man, there was probably like 600 people packed in, lower level, top level, standing room only. Like, not the venue was standing room only, but, like, that's what it got to because we sold out. You know what I mean? With with spacing. And, and uh, we were match number two on the car that night, bro. Me and Weston tore the fuck up. And this article, and this is how I'm going to base the match off of what homie said. In the article, he was talking about... Uh, like the first four minutes, me and Blake, you know, were wrestling, wrestling and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was like, you know, the first four minutes where you started to get kind of boring, this is kind of how I tell he's not a normal wrestling fan because normal wrestling fans, no good technical work, but it's all good. But he was like, you know, the first four minutes was kind of boring because they were going just, you know, back and forth doing holes. He was like, but the moment they got going, they didn't stop. And like, he was like, you know, Smiley, Smiley had this going for him all night, and I didn't think Smiley was going to win. And then out of nowhere, he hit his finish and pinned Blake for the one, two, three, and the crowd completely erupted, which they fucking did, bro. That Cleveland crowd, when 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 uh, I worked him at the end of that match, erupted, bro. And even though the match hasn't aired, I can say this because there's an article that I already wrote about it. So uh, so there's that. But uh, but yeah, man, the, the crowd, bro, on, the, on that one, two, three, were absolutely insane. It was deafening to the ears how loud they were screaming. And I don't think I've heard an eruption. And this is with being in front of AEW crowds. Uh, This is being in front of, you know, like 800 to 1,000 out in West Virginia at one point in time. I've been in front of some good... Pat crowds and whatnot, you know what I mean. Uh, but there was no sound that was like this, you know what I mean. And that was starting to become habitual because now a lot of people are actually watching the CYN product and looking up these guys that they may or may not have known about, and genuinely becoming fans. So now you're going to these places and not just being some like unknown because they've looked you up because you're on the front of the flyers, and they're like, "Well, I've never heard of this Dante guy." Oh. Oh snap! This dude wrestled Shane Taylor, Keith Lee, Daniel Garcia, James Storm, Austin Aries. So on the list goes. You know what I mean? And then they realize that somebody's the real deal. So now you go to a new city, you come out that curtain the first time, they cheer. You know, I'm a baby, I'm a baby face. So now they come out, I hit my curtain, I do my thing, and they're erupting. Uh, they're erupting as well on the entrance. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it's been awesome, bro. But like there's been no sound that has been as definite as that Cleveland, Ohio. Crowd. That's
1: that's amazing. Right now, the the feeling, and I'm not comparing what you do with me, but like, you know, I, I live to to get reactions from people. I, I love it. I think it's it's amazing. It feels great. Um but the the biggest crowd reaction I ever heard in person surprised me because I didn't expect it. Um, I was, it was rumble weekend when they were in Philly. Um, and it was, I I just, I sure I went like balls out to get to as many shows as I could over rumble weekend. And I was so burnt out by the time we got to the Royal rumble itself. So Friday we got down and we did house of hardcore Saturday morning. We did icons of wrestling Saturday night. We were front row at NXT takeover, um, and Sunday we did Shakara Dang. and then, yeah. And then by the time we got to the rumble, we were sixth row at the rumble. I was dead. I was just like, I'm exhausted. Um, yeah, And that was when we had the it. first That's a lot, bro. Oh, <laughs> well, here was the cool thing. Like even at icons, I got to meet with, I met Jerry Lawler who nobody was in line for. So he just said, have a seat. We'll talk yep. for a little bit. Uh, I met Victoria honky tonk man, Scott Hall, sting everybody. And I thought that was going to be the highlight. Now, Shikara is a great.
0: I've done, done a bit with honky tongue man at a show in Colorado.
1: He's hysterical.
0: I did a bit with honky tongue man out in Colorado at a show. That dude's funny. honky oh, tongue man is absolutely oh, hilarious. Oh, he's he's, <laughs> he's
1: he's awesome. He's he's so funny. I, I, I couldn't, I, yeah. I, I'll never forget. I was standing there and I went off to meet Victoria because she was like my favorite diva of the Attitude Era. And. And honky tonk man was about like yeah. fifteen feet away, and he was wearing the the zoobies. And Victoria pointed him out, and he she's like, "Look at that fat bastard yep. still wearing those." And and out of nowhere, honky tonk man turns around and goes, "Fuck you, bitch! Worry about yourself."
0: <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> "I was like," and she yeah, laughed. Yeah, I mean, he court. he went to that show. He went to the show in Colorado.
1: Oh man, he's he's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. we we got. We weren't even supposed to be at NXT TakeOver. Uh, I wanted to get tickets, but I was just like, we spent so much that weekend. Uh, but my brother-in-law is friends with somebody who's really good friends with Kevin Dunn and the uh, head of right. TV up there. Right. So we got a text like, hey, my buddy got you tickets. Just go up to Will Call. And they ended up being directly behind the announce table. So nice. full circle, when EC3 debuted or I guess re-debuted in the WWE at NXT TakeOver... Right. He was right next to me when they brought him into the crowd nice. I shook his hand and I said, welcome home. And he was like, feels good to be back. Um, but yeah, so I digress. Yeah. It's the the main event of the rumble was the the first ever female Royal rumble. And the women brought the house down to this day. The, it, it was, it's one of the best Royal rumbles I've ever seen ever better than nice, any great, of them. Yeah. And at the end right. of it, I'm sitting there, and they they do the finish, and I think it was Charlotte Flair, and Oscar was in the ring, and I'm going, fuck! I just hope they cut this shit so I can go home. Like I'm, I got kids at home. I got an hour drive to get home. Like I'm dead, and I look down at my phone, and all of a sudden, the arena blows. I mean, the entire sold out Philly Wells Fargo Center came unglued and i looked up and it was the debut of ronda rousey yeah and holy shit i've i've been there when the undertaker has come out and that couldn't even come close wow it was i mean it literally it was just like you said it was deafening my buddy and i i've been to over probably 50 shows and i've never heard a reaction like that
0: yeah that's dope crazy yeah, that's oh. dope, man. It's 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 a, it's a different feeling, man. Cause uh, you know I've done music and stuff too. You know since I was eighteen, and I've been on tours. I've I've performed at big venues in the, at least in Texas. You know what I mean? And uh, and there's you know like being on stage for music is dope, and people you know rapping your lyrics and singing your lyrics back to you is dope, and you know posting little quotes and stuff online. But there is nothing like being told that your match with somebody gave someone a religious experience as they watched it.
1: <laughs> oh man. That's, that's amazing.
0: That's, that's what somebody so said cool. about my match with uh, Daniel Garcia, who's now in ACA uh, So shout out to my man, DG, but we, we wrestled each other last uh, like last June or July of 21. And uh, it was right before he got signed to AEW, probably like a month, month and a half before he got signed. And uh we we tore the house down, bro. We whooped each other's ass, dude. And uh yeah, somebody commented uh on about the match. They made a post and said that they that the match gave them a religious experience.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. That, that's so awesome. I it, I keep thinking of like so I think it was like this week, past weekend, uh they just did you know Ric Flair's 89th right. retirement match. Right. Um and the reviews. I mean, granted, I, I was reading Meltzer's account, so we'll take that for what it's worth. Um, but Like, I, I can't help but th- like that's That's why Flair still does it. Like, you, he, I've heard him talk. Like, I, I just love the reaction. I, mean, like I love yeah. seeing what people say about me.
0: Yeah, right. And the great, I mean, his, his promo was great. His promo made me want to watch it.
1: Oh, he's he's fantastic. I, yeah, he, I mean, there's yeah, just but... something about him.
0: No, and, uh, you know, like, I actually have a pair of new gear coming that I call my Rick Flair pair They're that had, uh, like, baby blue color that I used to wear back in the 80s and stuff. Did that color with, uh, you know, my black logo and black lightning and strikes and all that kind of stuff. And also, you know, like, I don't know if you, like, paid attention to the realize, but, like, I wear my kick pads at my shins, like he used to. I got my boots, and I, I don't, I in mean my knee pads. I don't wear my knee pads on my knees. I wear them, like, right on the forefront of my shin, because uh, Ric Rick Flair is one of my big influences, you know what I'm saying? Uh and that's kind of why I started doing that. He,
1: you know, it it's so interesting because like we we as fans, and I mean we're like diehard fans. Right. I, I, I love like Adam Cole is a diehard fan. Right. He knows more about wrestling at his age, about previous eras than I think anybody I've ever talked to. Now you, you think of Flair. Like my mind immediately goes to what most people think of his time, you know, later on in WWE with evolution and right those factions and stuff. But then I'm thinking of his stuff with Dusty back in NWA right. and Hardy race. Oh man. I see yeah. that's, that's the stuff that I miss. And that right. makes me kind of feel like an old snob, right? Because, you know, you don't see it. Like it's a whole different product, which right. leads me to a good question for you. You're doing fantastic now. you're blowing up. You've got a following. your your matches are fantastic. Your promo work is bar none. Now, if somebody held a gun to your head and said, "Dante, what is the one era, aside from today, that you could wrestle in, what would it be?
0: Um, I would definitely say like I would have been in that ruthless aggression era because I'm a, I'm a very hybrid athlete. I can do the technical work. I'm strong enough to throw damn near anybody around. I can do high-flying stuff. I don't because about four years ago, I hit a flip from the top turnbuckle to somebody on the outside and they didn't catch me. So from standing on the top turnbuckle, I flipped and hit concrete. So after that was the last time I flipped that's, over the rope. Uh, yeah, I was the right. Because also, there was no need. There's a lot of us, smaller, other people that can do it better than I could anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they're way less, honest muscle-bound. But I'm a very hybrid athlete in being the total package in my ring work being able to go with whoever. Like I said, I've had matches against somebody like Shay Taylor, who's a powerhouse wrestler. I've had matches against somebody like Daniel Garcia, who's a very technical wrestler. You know what I mean? I've had matches against, you know, Weston Blake, who's arguably one of the best to do this as well right now. You know what I mean? When he was in the E, he was in a tag team and didn't really get to show a lot of his uh, single work. You know what I mean? Weston Blake can go, dog. Like, he he gets it. You know what I mean? And he's getting to show that now at CYN and also be a star and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, you know, like, there, there's not anybody that I can't have a match with. I haven't had matches with a whole lot of luchas. Just because I haven't been on a lot of lucha shows, but I've wrestled Sammy Guevara back in the day, and he's always been doing all the crazy flips and dies and tricks and trades. We wrestled like when we were both relatively a few years into the business, year and a half, two years into the business. Both of us were young, um, and the match is actually somewhere on YouTube from way back then. You know what I mean? Don't judge us based off of that. We've both gotten way better from back then. But the match is the match is up somewhere on YouTube. But uh, you know. It. Yeah, and so so I've been in the ring with everybody, man, or every style of wrestler. Uh, you know, I've wrestled for super indie promotions, so to speak, where, you know, touch and go type wrestling, as I like to call it, the tricks and all that kind of stuff. I obviously have wrestled, fast style wrestling, like AEW, where you have producers and stuff like that and CYN you know, where, where we shoot for TV all the time with uh pro wrestling TV. If you haven't got that out, make sure y'all go get it. Uh, <laughs> but you oh, know, this is so, a blast. Yeah. And so, so I've had a lot of fun, man. I have had a lot of fun. I've been blessed once again, wrestle a lot of different styles. So I think that ruthless aggression because that's kind of when the wrestling was changing from like straight gimmick work more so like the attitude era was a whole bunch of gimmick work. So it's changed from that to getting into the, the Eddie Guerrero's. And regardless of what anybody says, I'm going to mention about the Chris B. Wise, you know what I mean? And the Kurt Angles, the Brock oh, Lesnar, the love Undertaker it. riding motorcycles and doing flips over the ring, you know, like that generation expanded the outlook of how what got WWE to what it is now with even Triple H taking over where you know what his love is and his love is for good, high-quality wrestling, period. You know what I mean? He showed that with how he was recruiting at NXT originally uh, before he, you know, they... Whatever happened, why he got pulled out of that position. But before he got out, pulled out of that position, he was recruiting the Adam Coles, the the Shinsuke Nakamura's, the the Kevin Owens, you know what I mean, and, and all that. So, uh, so yeah, man, it, I think wrestling's in a great spot right now. Uh, I wish wrestling fans would be more accepting to all the different styles of wrestling because a lot of fans like to bang on one, bang on the other. But it's like ice cream. It's like, yo, fucking everybody loves ice cream. We have our favorite flavor, but that doesn't mean other flavors aren't good. And you can't say a flavor is bad if you haven't tried it yet. You don't know if it's bad unless you've tried it. You know what I mean? And and that's how I feel that, that uh, the wrestling fans really need to function, because right now they don't. They they negate stuff based off what somebody else on the internet possibly said, rather than actually giving it a chance. You know what I mean? And wrestling is a fucking beautiful-ass art of multiple sorts, regardless where you're getting it from. And this is coming from somebody that's at one promotion being with CYN. You know what I mean? We're not ignorant to the fact that we know there's other good wrestlers and other good wrestling out there as well, you know what I mean? We separate ourselves how we separate ourselves, you know what I mean? And if you want to know how that is, definitely come to a show or look up, you know, the, the episode that we have on the Pro Wrestling TV out to see how we're different. Uh, but wrestling's wrestling at the end of the day, and it's a beautiful art form. It has many different flavors, and people should at least like try other ones and not be so set on one because they're all so different from one another. You're not going to get the same thing in the E that you will in AEW or uh, New Japan or Ring of, Ring of Honor and AEW are owned by the same dude, and those were two completely different style of shows and looks. You know what I'm saying? From from the episode they just had. Uh, not too long ago where Cesaro won the title and whatnot. I was and, just about, uh, about like to bring it up. They finally board, gave you know? the guy a belt. Finally. Yeah. yeah. It, you're so absolutely wrestling, right. Wrestling, I think, yeah, well, wrestling is right now in the best spot that it has ever been in. Ever. Even even with the shitty internet trolls. Oh, overall, wrestling right now is at the spot that it was back in the 80s and early Nineties, like the territorial days leading into the early Shawn Michael Bret Hart days. And I say that because we have so many big places to be able to wrestle right now in the territorial day, back in the territorial days, they would have, uh, you know, the, the Crockett promotion, the McMahon promotion. And then you had the, you know, the sportatorium area and all these different territories as they called them, which were Cowboys big areas for people to be able to go wrestle and challenge the next big guy. Could you imagine if we had, you know, me being able to challenge one of the top guys at AEW or the top one of the top guys at AEW challenge one of the top guys at uh, WWE, one of the top guys at WWE challenge one of the top guys at Impact. Wrestling will fucking be eight shit of a place, but in like for the fans, like fans win, wrestlers win, money wins, we all make money, we all have fun doing what the fuck we love. Everybody gets the fuck over. But you know, wrestling's wrestling and the internet's internet when it comes to that. <laughs>
1: you you are so accurate, right? And because I mean when, when people think wrestling, their mind goes to WWE. Right. It's it's just it's guaranteed. Vince McMahon, say what you want about him. The guy just changed the landscape. Right. And then right. if they're none,
0: a little more serious, none of us would be doing what we do if it wasn't for him.
1: Yeah. If if they're a little more serious, they'll they'll mention AEW. And then, if they're a little bit more, they'll right. probably go to TNA, then ROH, then NJP, and, and you can kind of see just how serious of a fan they are by the most, the more obscure the promotion, right? I'm not saying ROH is obscure, right. but like for anybody listening to this that only watches WWE, only watches AEW or TNA, like Ring of Honor had a, a good 10 year streak. That was probably the best wrestling on the planet. Probably. You had, I, I'll say the Briscoes, but the Briscoes, they're still active. Like all the people that you see in the WWE, for those out there AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, uh Claudio, um, PJ, or you can tell how much of a fan I am. I'm sitting there, all their ROH names that are WWE. Yeah, Seth Kevin Rollins. Kevin Owens? Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. One of the best rivalries of all time was Steen and Generico. Loved it. Loved it. Um, but (laughs) yeah, you know, like you've got you've got CZW, you've got combat zone wrestling, you've got the old ECW days when Paul Heyman was just allowed to do whatever he wanted. And you had the infamous Brian Pillman promo when Pillman showed up and just unleashed. Like it was (laughs) beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. But so many people are just so focused on the big two or three. They're missing all the CYNs. They're missing all the, I, I can't wait to see what happens with ROH. Cause I, I was watching, I was going to ROH yeah. shows all the time when they were in Philly. Um, yeah. You know, back when you had Moose before he went up to TNA, when you had Shinsuke coming over from NJP for war of the Worlds, Uh, I was at, where, who did Adam, who did Adam face? He fought, he re- wrestled, not Nakamura shit i can't remember who it was one he he was supposed to get okada and then okada and omega couldn't get their pass their visas taken care of to come over to the u.s for the war of the worlds so it would have been tanahashi it was it was adam cole and tanahashi and it was beautiful,
0: beautiful of course it was right
1: and it's it's just such different styles like you mentioned chris benoit which i think anybody 18 and below probably doesn't even what that name wouldn't even register Eddie Guerrero Chavo
0: yeah
1: Ray psychosis La Parka, all these guys that are just so talented like nobody nobody now remembers Eddie when he was in ECW with Ray and WCW where he was about the size of this or New Japan
0: pro wrestling under a mask him and Benoit wrestled oh. in New Japan when Eddie was under a mask and they put on the fucking clinic
1: clinic clinic. Yeah. Benoit was, he was the Pegasus <laughs> it was kid. One of
0: the craziest matches to this day that I've seen.
1: Yeah. Benoit was yeah. The, the Pegasus kid. If I remember correctly, he, Oh man. And even like the right. older NJP days, like back when, you know, like too cold Scorpio was over there for a long time. Scott Norton. God, he's probably still over there. Um, I mean, it's just, right. it's such a great too, business. To too watch. Cold
0: is still wrestling too.
1: Holy shit. Really?
0: Yeah. Man. Yeah, Too God. Cold Scorpio that's... still wrestling. He's done, some, he's done quite a few things with GCW. Oh, wow.
1: See, that's, I'm really glad you're in the promotions that you're in, like CYN and you got some, some time in AEW cuz like I've I've watched EC3 for a long time. Right. My my first time seeing him live was uh was at a house of hardcore show and some people and, and only real fans will understand this if they've been to a live show when you see a wrestler you can just see that they've got that it factor. Right. And EC3 of everybody that I've seen aside from I would put Randy Orton on his level too when I when I saw his debut. Has such a genuine passion and intelligence for that business.
0: Yeah, dude, smart bro, very. It's amazing,
1: amazing. Yeah. When I, I love and getting, asshole.
0: and I get to talk, I could text homie right now and start talking shop. You know what I mean? Like like he, between him and uh, you know Adam, they have great minds for this business and just how it works and how it just matches work and you know you know what i mean just the psychology and storytelling and character work and all that and they obviously have a good eye for talent as well you know oh, what yeah. i'm saying so that that that's even more so a big thing because both of them are kind of like you know we've had our time which is why they want to do cyn because they're like if we can make somebody a star that's deservingly so or make them big enough to somewhere else somebody else could give them a major contract for them to live off of this did our job you know what i mean they 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 want they want it for other people like wholeheartedly and that's a that's a big thing i mean mike uh, ec3 he was just on the uh the him and adam both were on the busted open radio podcast on a fight nation that bubba ray and uh tommy dreamer (laughs) host but bubba's another smart one and and on there you know dreamer or uh bubba it was asking ec3 Like, uh, who are the other guys that, you know, are going to be blowing up that they had, you know, on the tour or whatnot outside of the names they've already known, like Killer Cross and EC3 and Adam Sheridan and Dango, uh, uh, Flip Gordon, you know, he was like, outside of those type of guys, who's, who's like, the next up? Then he was like, ah, he was like, he was like, Dante Smiley. He was like, I got this up-and-comer named Dante Smiley out of Texas, he was like, and Dante's one of them dudes where like every time I see him, and this is a true story. He was like, every time I see him, I ask him, "Why aren't you signed yet?" And when he first asked me that, I was like, "Man, I'm like, I don't know, but I ain't worried about it because I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be anyway." You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, because that, that, that's just the answer. God, yeah, that's just the guy. The honest truth, bro. You know, if uh because CYN allows me to do what I need to do to, to get myself, it's literally controlling your narrative. You know what I mean? They, they don't tell us exactly what to do with our characters and in our promos and you know, all that kind of stuff. If it ends up sucking, they definitely like course correct and check it and give their input on it. You know what I mean? But uh, when they know, they know, you know what I mean? And they let me just hit the ground running with doing what I do best. You know, they knew I could talk to talk coming in. They knew I would walk the walk with what I did in the ring. And even more so, they found out that I'm a genuine human being and uh, and a positive role model for a company. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's it's been awesome, uh, you know, being with him and him just like recognizing that in me that I've always known and since and so long ago. And I've always visualize this but the only thing that separated me knowing I would get to a point like this and me being at that point sooner was just time bro that's all that's all that the work was being put in the connections were being made the alignments were being made you know what I mean I was doing all the little stuff all the big stuff it was just a matter of time bro and, and finally time met up with everything and then you know he got he got that email and the you know the rest is history now.
1: Yeah I, I have a very strong feeling and i'm certainly no talent scout i'm just a ridiculously obsessed fan um i mean you're you're on the right track you're i would be your, your your talent alone from all the matches that i i have been able to see and find watching your promos knowing you on a personal level like i do in in apex and that group right it's it's gonna happen it's absolutely going to happen, especially with, with the shift that you see in the, the bigger companies. Like Right. AEW is much more technical focused and, and style. Uh With right. some great showmanship. And then, like, I, I watched uh, SummerSlam on Sunday and it was the first WWE pay-per-view that I have watched straight through in a long, long yeah. time. And I, I really only watched it for Lesnar and Reigns because I was like, right. this is going to be a shit show. It's the same match over and over again. And they brought it down. That was a fantastic right. match. Um, right. But obviously, with all the, the stuff that's going on in the inside of WWE and leadership changes and all that, um, you know, nobody knows where that's going to go. But right, the indies, the, and I know CYN is not really indie how we would define it.
0: Um, right, right,
1: right. I, I mean, it's, it's talent farms, and you are very widely considered one of the top talents out there. I mean, I've I've seen right. I've talked to people that heard you were going to be on the podcast and like, holy shit! How'd you get that guy? I was like, well, I'm awesome. Yeah. But um <laughs> it, right. <laughs> it's just I, I can't. I, I love talking to people at on their rise up. Right, right? and I, I cannot wait to see where you go. I cannot wait to see where you go.
0: Yeah, it's I'm excited, amazing. man. I'm, I'm having I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my career. Obviously, you know, I'm at a higher level now and I'm better and always getting the face, you know the best talent night in and night out every time I wrestle. but i'm I'm having so much fun right now. and I and at the end of the day, you have like to do it be in this business and survive in this business,, uh, you have to have fun if you want to drive, you know what I mean? If you want to do more than survive and you want to drive, you have to make sure you're having fun because the moment that fun is gone, it's what are you beating your body up for? You know what I mean? everything becomes like, why am I doing this? Why am I dealing with this? Why am I? And so on and so forth. Once that fun is gone. So people just got to make sure they stay having fun. I'm having more fun than I've ever had, man. I'm having a blast And see why it's going to kick ass on this tour. That is so awesome too,
1: because I mean, again, and this is for, you know, more so conversation between you and I, because we just know these names and know these stories, but like, the pro wrestling landscape is littered with people who either didn't stay long enough or stayed too long, right? There's very Correct. few people that get out at the right time. And, and we talked about flair. Flair just loves what sure. he does. He's hysterical. Right. Um, you know, you look at, you, you can go to the the conventions. So you get icons of wrestling and you can go to the HOH shows where you see some of the legends. Um, like I remember walking past a few people at Icons of Wrestling who were just miserable that they were at a convention, miserable. Yeah, Vader was one of them, and I'm not. Saying, I'm not saying yeah. any secrets. Everybody knew Vader did not like doing conventions. Right. But next to Vader was Scott Hall, who loved every person that walked by, even if they walked past him. He, hello. He was awesome. Right. Jake the Snake, you want to talk about? A guy who loves the business, who really, that business beat the shit out of him since he was right. a baby. His right. dad was in the business. I mean, the business destroyed his family, but he loves it, and he loves the fans. He was great. Yeah. He he appreciated everybody. And you're right. You have to love what you do, especially in a business like yours, because it's it's a high-performance business. It's a brutal, right. physically- you know, exhausting business. Right. So dream match. Who's the one person you could face if you have the chance? Who's the one? Hmm. Alive or dead, doesn't matter.
0: Right, 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 right. No, I'll go with alive. And we, and we do stuff like this. And my God, EC3 always asks, who, you know, if we could face anybody, CY or not, who would it be? You know what I mean? Um, and Rude, God, I, <laughs> I'm going to name two people. Uh, I'm going to name three, if you don't mind. Uh, At
1: five, ten, whatever you want.
0: <laughs> all right. Definitely EC3 and Adam because they're the guys that own the promotion. You know what I mean? They're former world champions and their respective promotions on both ends. And uh, so so obviously, like, singles matches against Adam, the dynamic. You know what I mean? Big. Big guy like himself. Small, speedy guy like myself having to play keep away and some shit. You know, just Mike and I off of the fact that it's just like recruiter versus recruiter versus top guy type shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's it's uh, from him for recruiting it. me to me. You know, rising up through the ranks of you know CYN and stuff like that. Like just the story from that would just be really good. It's and bad. man, if I could, if I could get in the ring with uh, Brian Danielson, bro, like I just why and him and Cesaro, Cesaro and I have a lot of the same look as well. We're both very t- on, on the taller side, leaner side, super muscular, low body fat, strong as an ox for our side. So I think we could have a real fun, just like hard hitting match. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, Brian Danielson because obviously, right? Like I don't feel like I need to explain that for those that even know who he is that are listening to this, obviously period. <laughs>
1: No, you're you're absolutely right. So Cesaro, now that I I see the similarities between you two, you're right. You guys are very very similar. Cesaro is one of those people that I I feel for a long time like just wasn't getting the credit he was due. Yeah. Right. So Danielson, I mean, meteoric rise.
0: Right. We know that story, right?
1: Now, Cesaro, I discovered him right after NXT when he left NXT and went to SmackDown. That's when I started watching. I was I was I watched I was like, oh shit, this guy's man, he's he's got something and he's insanely strong. Insanely yeah. strong. And I'm watching and I saw him they Lesnar was gone for a while and they put him with Heyman and I immediately saw it. And I was like, oh he's getting it. He's good this is the push this guy this yeah. guy deserves where this is going to go. And then fucking lesnar came back into the picture and they just killed it right there yep. and i was like yeah. oh man but he is ta- i would love to see you two go at it
0: oh yeah. man i think we, we would have a good hard knock match you know what i mean a good oh, no, even wow. somebody at one of the the shows at aml i faced this guy named diego hill this past saturday uh, one of their future stars and stuff And, uh, you know, I I gave Diego some some nice big corner euros. You know what I mean? All all just all bicep meat up in there. You know what I'm saying? And after the match, somebody came up to me and they're like, man, they're like, when you were giving him those European uppercuts, they're like, I felt every one of them as they were connected with him. He was like, I have never, this lady literally said she has never seen such good looking and, and sounding euros outside of Cesaro's. I was like, count me in. I'm that's with. a compliment. Yeah. That's a compliment. Cause I've yeah. seen, I've, I've
1: been ringside for some of his and it's like, yeah. it's almost like, like there's a few things like for those of you that, that have watched wrestling for a little bit, you know, certain stars, you kind of know there's going to be spots in their matches, right? So Ric Flair, we used to make a drinking game out of Ric Flair. It would be the chops. It would be the ridiculously high backdrop. It would be yeah. the figure four. Um, it would be his hair looking like it was going to fall out before he even got to the ring. Right. So with Cesaro, it's, it's the Euros and it was the giant swing or right. the Cesaro swing, depending on when you know him from. Right. Um, but that, that just reminded me of a story because I thought of one of my favorite guys is, was cheeseburger.
0: Okay. In, yeah. Yeah. We in we at my training center before he worked with some he, of my students.
1: He is the funniest
0: charismatic
1: nice yeah. people you'll ever meet and i remember why the last time i ever saw him live um was roh and it was uh damian priest whatever whoever he was in, in roh and yeah, back then the kid that. was a fucking monster back then too yeah and they had cheeseburger go up against them which everybody knew it was like it was we you'd think it would be a squash match but cheeseburger would come back and forth and we would do his cheeseburger stuff it would be hysterical and Damian Priest gave him a backdrop that I swear his back had to hit the top of the ECW r- roof. Like it was, it was nasty. And he he came down and the whole crowd in even in ECW arena, the whole crowd just went because we we're yeah. like, holy shit, this guy's dead. I Dang, mean, oh yeah. god. I'll never forget that. But yeah, like it's. It's so amazing the talent out there that you can find. And at your level, yeah. as you're coming up through the ranks, my God, can you imagine some of the matches you're going to start seeing in the next year to three years,
0: especially with EC3 and, and Adam behind you? Oh. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, bro, like wrestling, wrestling is in a great spot right now. Regardless of what anybody says, regardless what people hate about it, you know, all, barring all that, as as an art, professional wrestling is in the best spot that it's been in in whole than it has in a very long time. Not only for us as wrestlers having a lot of opportunity to be able to get ourselves out there multiple ways to skin that cat, you know what I mean? But for the fans' sake, even more so. Like, the fans get to enjoy so much more good wrestling nowadays, so much more athletic wrestling. There's still a lot of great gimmick work out there. We got both at CYN. We got our people that are super gimmicky. We got our people that are the wrestlers' wrestlers. We got our people that are a mix of both of them, that could go with the best of them, and they have great personalities and gimmicks in the ring. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, I mean, we got – because we – like I mentioned, some of the top – you know, the other top guys, but also – you know, there's this dude, Project X, who's one of the best flippers in the game, dude. I saw a homie hit that rope and flip on four dudes, three, four dudes on the outside of the ring, hit all of them and land on his feet with the efficiency of a cat falling from a building, bro. Like, no, no stumble, no having to catch on the rail. Like flip, landed, looked at everybody. And I was like, yo, it's amazing. That dude, that dude is athletic. My man, August Artois, you know what I mean? Been in the business like 22 months and you would never expect it, not only because of how good of a wrestler he already is, but even more so, like his gimmick and promo work is better than guys that are on TV right now. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's amazing. AJZ's a young bodybuilder that we have, we have this guy named bobby ddt that's beat like the last two or three people getting his ass whooped the whole match and finishing him with the ddt out of nowhere the ddt is one of the top moves in the promotion bro you you know what i'm saying like we that that makes me so happy we're we're about like real ass professional wrestling the essence of what professional wrestling has been and always in cye cyn is all about that you know what i mean uh but I'm, the internet so did the internet early on you know internet being internet early on people had random shit to say people follow without watching and that's why i just keep emphasizing coming to the show look, looking the wrestlers up rather than acting like people that are on the flyer as some scrubs because there's people that are on the flyer just because you haven't heard of them far from means that they're trash you just haven't heard of them bro you don't hear from anybody typically till they make it you know what i mean i I brought, like I said, we got Daniel Garcia out here last summer of 21. A lot of, t- not every Texas person that was at that show had any idea who he was. A few of the big time wrestling fans knew, but a majority of the audience didn't know who he was. And he introduced himself to him that day. And then a month and a half later, he got signed by AEW. So he had his, he, he paid his dues and did his thing already. So just because... Somebody doesn't know somebody on first instance of hearing that name doesn't mean that person is a somebody. That just means you ain't heard of them yet. But they've probably done some stuff, which is the reason why you're hearing about them now or whatever it may be. Cause he, like I say, the two dudes that I faced this weekend, Diego Hill and also Lucky Ali. Uh, I hadn't heard of before, you know, saw that I was going to be in matches with these gentlemen. And then I looked them up. Then I was like, oh, shit. Then I got to wrestling. I was like, afterwards, I was like, yo, y'all are the real deal. Y'all got the smoke, my dudes. You know what I mean? Just keep grinding it out. They've been in the business four years, respectively, each. And uh, so it's that kind of stuff. You know, you don't know until you don't know. But that doesn't mean just because you didn't know before that somebody wasn't shit or somebody isn't good or whatever it may be. There's a lot of people that have clout that you just genuinely don't know. You know what I mean? Depending on what area of the United States that you're at is. You know what I mean? That's, oh my gosh.
1: As as we get ready to wrap this up, um, for my listeners out there, you guys know, but you guys already know I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. And this is, Dante is the first pro wrestler that we've had on this podcast. And you hear his passion you hear it. He enjoys what he's doing. He is, he he fucking loves it. And he's right, right? Just because you've never heard of somebody doesn't mean they're not talented. Just because you didn't hear, you've never heard of somebody doesn't mean they're not going to be a absolute fucking mega star, which I'm 90% sure that's going to be you. Um, Like there's a guy when you mentioned about local you know, local, I mean, because technically, depending on how you want to look at it, there's still kind of territories, right? Correct. Because there's these really small local promotions. Correct. In here, we used to have Lancaster at championship wrestling. Um, and so Bryce Remsburg, AEW referee, yeah, uh, was from Shikara. He lives a mile from me. Right. Um, there's a guy by the name of I'm sure I'm, I'm sure he's gonna fucking bitch at me when I tell his story, but uh his his wrestling name is red scorpion um and th- this guy I- i've known on facebook for quite a few years uh, and i saw him in an roh show he was working security and i i just called him by his first real name and he like messaged me immediately on Facebook. He was like you have to use my wrestling name and when we're anywhere right. out in public and i was like really he's like yeah please don't call me by my first name if we're in public i'm like okay boy he's committed uh he will still to this day get in full gear to go to the grocery store yeah. like that's that's how committed he is I, right. I would be shocked if you do not see him either in the crowd or working the event at cyn yeah
0: he's
1: he's actually he's like i think it's like type one diabetic so when he wrestles, and he's a he's a giant
0: right but he
1: he has his insulin pump as he wrestles it's, it's the coolest thing um but keep that in mind guys like like the people that do this for a living Or even, you know, do it and don't even get paid for it because they're just loving what they do so much. Like, go out and support them. There's a whole world outside of WWE, AEW, TNA. It's the CYNs that are just making moves. It's the NJPs. It's ROH. It's everybody. So on behalf of every wrestling fan that hopefully listens to this and if nobody listens to this i will tell you this is the most fun that i've had in yeah. an episode so i, I don't care it. if it doesn't even get a fucking download this was great right. um but dante please where can everybody find you
0: uh social media's at primetime living uh i have a website that is just connectwithdante.com uh obviously you you get on youtube put in dante smiley watch the videos And even most importantly, right now, when you go to controlyournarrative.com, click that roster page. You can check out my stuff. We got little roster profiles up there. Check the roster out. Get some tickets to the tour because we're going to probably be in a city near you. We're going to 20 plus places over the course of like two, two and a half months. So if we're close to you, come see it. There's merch on the website as well. So go support that. Got some official CYN shirts up. So the only place you can get those shirts or any of my shirts right now. I do still have my pro wrestling tees up, but I'm not really, that. that's just kind of there. Like I'm promoting all my CYM merch because that's the most important thing right now. That's why I want to funnel people too. So all that at, like I say, controlyournarrative.com. Once again, check the roster out, check the merch out, get tickets to the tour at Primetime Living on all social medias. Google me, Dante Smiley, and find out why real life ain't no gimmick. All
1: right. Fucking love it. I fucking love it. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. And just to echo what Dante said, not trying to have the last word, but I am going to be at at least one, if not two CYN shows in October uh, or November. Um, so you know, come out, say hi, and, and just I mean, you'll see why independent wrestling or wrestling at that level is just where it's at. Come so, on. All right, I will see everybody next week. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale.
0: If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com, and pick up a copy of his best-selling books. Then, head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale.